You're listening to the Cars of Carlisle Network, podcast episode number 142, featuring John Rose, proprietor of Rose Detailing and Paint Protection. This is your podcast. Together, it's all about car community, car culture. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, join us as we speak with John Rose, the founder and owner of a Carlisle-based automotive appearance and protection enhancing business. In this episode, John shares anecdotes about head-turning cars his team has worked on. Listen in for excellent DIY pro tips from John on how to enhance the detailing of your own vehicle fleet. It's time to learn more about John's shop and the incredible work his crew provides to discerning car owners. So, let's get revved up! Hello and welcome back, Cubers, to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your trusted host, Darren. As always, we are grateful to have you back with us again this week. In a few minutes, we'll be speaking with John Rose, a gentleman who can make your car look beyond amazing. And when we come back, I'll ask this week's trivia question and take you to the phone interview with John. We'll be back in 60 seconds after this promotional consideration. In the market for a Macan, Cayenne, 718, or 911, Porsche Mechanicsburg will match you with the perfect vehicle from their extensive inventory of pre-owned and new models. When it comes to service on these magnificent machines, their record of quality workmanship is unmatched with a staff of mechanics whose prowess in all facets of Porsche engineering is world-class. These are all time-tested trademarks that have been part of the Faulkner Auto Group since 1932. 2021 will witness an expansion of their sales and service excellence with the now-completed new state-of-the-art Porsche Center. Located at 6625 Carlisle Pike, Porsche Mechanicsburg is the destination when ready to make that dream a reality, parked in your driveway. And we are back. Let's open the trivia envelope and ask this week's question. As you'll hear John talk about a memory from his middle school years, he mentions being captivated by a Ferrari 308. Thus, in order to pay homage to that Italian beauty, here is this week's trivia question. What is the range of production years that Ferrari manufactured the mid-engine V8-powered 308 GTB, that was the Berlinetta, and the 308 GTS with the target top? That answer awaits at the end of this episode. Well, it's time to go to the studio phones and speak with Mr. John Rose. Good evening, Cubers. This is Darren, and I am on the phone tonight with John Rose. John, thanks for joining me. I appreciate you taking some time out of your evening. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me, Dan. Well, I really appreciate it. Uh, so as you saw in the write-up, everybody, John is the owner of Rose Detailing and Paint Protection, and that is a company that he created and has been uh, uh, building over the decades. It is here in Carlisle. It's actually um, over by the Walnut Bottom area. And John, if you would, maybe just talk a little bit about uh, who you are, introduce who you are, and, and what you've been doing, and how you've built your business 
uh, over the many years. What year you got started, and how did you get it in? Uh, how did you get it off the ground? What was the genesis? Well, we started a long time ago, actually, and I was <clears throat> fortunate that I was I was fairly young when I started it because there wasn't a lot of pressure to make a lot of money right away because I didn't have family and um. So I'm I'm from Carlisle and I, I grew up here, went to high school here, uh, <clears throat> and I ended up living in Colorado for a while, just kind of snowboarding, having fun there, and um, for a while I lived in Aspen. Aspen doesn't have a, it's kind of hard to find a normal job in Aspen because it's just all service community, so mm-hmm. I, I got a job detailing cars there, and that was, that was a cool job because there's like a, a lot of money, obviously, in Aspen, and uh, got to got to meet a lot of cool people there, um, and then I came, came home just to visit my parents. I wasn't planning on moving back here, and while I was here, there was a... Uh, existing detail shop that was going out of business and I was kind of psyched to see all my old friends and be around my family and I was like, you know, I'm going to move back here and just start this up myself. So that was in 1997 and I was 25 years old. Um, fortunately, like a detail shop, you can you can start it without a whole ton of money so it's very shoestring budget just kind of, kind of got it going and at first I was the only employee for probably like six months just you came to Rose Detailing, John Rose Detailed your car. And uh, it, it's nice that I was able to do that when I was when, when I was young, like I said, because it, there wasn't a lot of pressure, like make a bunch of money right away. Um, but <clears throat> I, I have learned a lot, you know, about a lot more about detailing because you need to know a lot more when you're the owner. But just about business, I ended up going back to college and getting a business degree because I wanted to be able to run this. Uh, as good as I could, but it was just kind of a slow, slow start, figuring out how to do it, I mm-hmm. hired one guy, uh, Rick was my first employee, and, and then uh, it grew pretty quick from there, because um, my prices weren't <laughs> high enough, so it was easy to get a lot of customers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of where it started, we've been doing it. Uh, 23 years now, 24 wow. years. Congratulations. That's excellent. Well, have you always been a car guy? Or are you? Would you say you've become a car guy? I mean, when you work on vehicles of all types, and, and some pretty amazing ones too, I've seen what's coming in and out of your shop. Uh, how would you define yourself? Uh, definitely, yeah. Always been a car guy. I had car posters on the walls yeah. when I was a kid. I remember uh, coming home in middle school, on the school bus and driving by the mall and looking at the mall and there was a Ferrari 308 parked there. Ooh. Getting off the bus and just getting right back on my bike and riding right, <laughs> right back to where we converted because I had to see that car. And, uh, yeah, it's always kind of been, been that way and that, uh, you know, growing up in Carlisle, Carlisle's a big car town, like, you know, with the car shows here, you know, we call sure. it a car show here locally, but Carlisle events and, there's always, you know, at least through the summer and spring and fall, there's always these crazy cars driving around. Cars. Mm-hmm. And, always, and I always went to them in high school and uh, don't tell Lance, but I'd always just jump the fence. I never paid no <laughs> I think you'll let your slide. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, a good, it's a good place to 
be in the car business, no? Yes. Uh, but, but, yeah, when we started, we weren't working on that. You know, and Aspen and I worked on a lot of high-end stuff, and then when we moved here, it was just like, it wasn't that great, and I didn't find the guys with money, and it, it was just you know, a bunch of bombs, minivans that were super dirty, and it was, it was just, it wasn't cars that you were excited about. Mm-hmm. You know, for the most part, it kind of took a while to get that. Right. To get really good at it, get that reputation where, where people were trusting you with some better stuff. So sure, um, won't be some but, of, you know. won't be some of the most memorable vehicles. I mean, we may need to go all, rewind all the way back to Aspen and, and the high end stuff. But what would be say two or three of the real standout vehicles that you just loved working on? Um, well, the you know the big one lately that we've kind of impressed with getting is that several Ford GTs. I mean, that's a, that's a crazy car. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're used to seeing really, you know, high-end cars. And, but that, that one kind of stands alone. It's like, it, it just doesn't even make sense. It's a whole different kind of car. And, mm-hmm. um, and not just the new Ford GT, even some of the older Ford GTs. I mean, they're so cool. Like, we're yeah. so, like, privileged. And there's not that many of them. No. glad when we see them come in there uh, <clears throat> we're, we're huge into Porsches there's always Porsches at the shop which mm-hmm. I kind of take for granted now because people come in and they're like Porsche you must be doing something right I was like oh, there's, there's always Porsches here <laughs> and, I, and I love them I love them <laughs> well I know on your on your website there's that uh, uh, silver metallic GT3 it's just gorgeous yeah that's yeah, and there's we had the GT3 that came in. So a lot of times we like the cars, but since, since so much of our focus is on what we're doing to the paint, mm-hmm. you know, that's pretty much what we're doing there. Is that a lot of times it doesn't matter so much what the car is, it's how the paint is. So that if you have something that's painted super cool, like a like an acid green Porsche GT3, custom ordered from one of our customers, it looked like a looks like a highlighter okay and i've seen it on the road like it's not a mile away on the highway one time and i was like there it is like that car is the brightest car in the world (laughs) or just you know other cars just have a ton of like uh flake and pearl in it and so if you're gonna sit there for hours and just stare at the paint you know you're trying to get it as good as you can or get protected whatever you're doing a lot of times it's just the color that we care about more than anything else. So mm. if it comes in and it's a car we've already worked on, but it's a hot color and we know that we can make it look like crazy, then that's as exciting as anything for us because that's, you know, our main our main thing is how good can we make this paint look? And if it already looks cool when it comes in, it's just that much more fun. For sure. Us. Yeah, you're enhancing it. I, I can understand that. Uh, I will bring up one other car, though, too. So just to go back to that, you know, the... The Ferrari from my middle school days. Uh, we just had that car in the shop. It was not the same car. We had a three twenty eight, not a three oh eight. Okay. <clears throat> but the car from that same era came in, and we just got to work on it and ceramic coat it, and just totally changed the appearance of it. And it was mm. so cool just to have this car, like from my youth. That, like, mm-hmm. The car that kind of made me like think that cars were cool. Um, and be able to transform it like it was gorgeous when we were done so wow. that, that was a fun one too so. that's a really neat 
And I, I have more questions to ask you on, on some things, but that's a, I want to actually take that segue opportunity because I would love for you to share uh, with the listeners some of the products and services that Rose Detailing and Paint Protection uh, works on. And I know that I, uh, I can attest to the great work you guys do because for my daily driver, I had uh, the front end wrapped and protected. So maybe it, this would be a good, good chance to talk about the Expel product, the Optimum Pro, and some of the things that you are licensed and, and you're, you're doing that not everybody can do. Yeah, so we have really kind of transformed you know, the company over the years, and it's mostly just because of the, what we want to be doing. Like, uh, So we're not really a traditional detail shop anymore. You can't come in and make an appointment to have your car cleaned. Um, what we're focused on now is protecting vehicles, so we do it in two ways. One is paint protection film, um, and the other is ceramic coating. They're two entirely different products. Get one, or you can get the other. A lot of people come in and get both of them. But paint protection film has been around for a while. Uh, we've been involved with it since 2003, um, when it was kind of in its infancy. Uh, paint protection film is a basically a clear sticker that you put over your paint. Um, so that if, you, if you hit something, it doesn't give you chips. It just keeps your car from getting chips. And it's really. Um, got it a lot better over the years. Like when we got into it, the film wasn't that great. It kind of wasn't really that clear. And after a while, it kind of discolored. And uh, it was hard to work with. And it wasn't very big. It wasn't big rolls of it. So you just kind of covered like the most areas that were going to get damaged the most. Um, but it's it's evolved. Now paint protection film is very clear. Um, we work with a company called Expel that makes paint protection film. And I think they have a fantastic product. Um, so how it works is you come in and we'll, we have a, it's all digital. We'll, we'll pull your car up in the computer. Expel's already designed patterns for it. We use a machine called a plotter that cuts <coughs> cuts it out so that we have like a sticker that's made just for your car. And it's hard to put on. So that, you know, my guys have all gone through a bunch of training. But when you're done, you your car still looks that's the goal is to like you do a good job you can't really tell you have paint protection film mm-hmm. and but then it, it's it, it's a urethane product because it, if you hit a stone the urethane will absorb the impact and it, instead of getting the chip the rock bounces off um, so that's like our core business and that's and I'm into it that's what I like doing uh, it's challenging it's hard to do it never gets easy um so, you know, for, for a work, for, from the perspective of work, like it's, every day is like trying to figure it out a little bit. It's, mm-hmm. you never, never know it all. So, and then the other thing is ceramic coating, and that's kind of a, a newer technology. Um, it's getting really hot right now. There's all kinds of companies, you know, trying to jump on board the ceramic wagon, but um, another company we partner with is Optimum, which they make OptiCoat. And uh, it's an entirely different product from Rexpel, but it, it, uh, the ceramic and ceramic coating refers to the glaze. So if you took a high school pottery course, you made a, a vase, and then they fired that, and then, then you go back and you put a glaze on it. Mm-hmm. That glaze has silica in it, and that it hardens up. You know, you fire it up and it hardens it up, and that, um, 
So it, it's, it's more about the glaze. The ceramic part has to do with the, the glaze you put on a ceramic product. So um, this coating has silica in it. So it and it's and it's embedded in a resin. And you apply it by hand, <clears throat> and it bonds with the clear coat of the car and and becomes the top layer of the paint, basically. So it, it and it's much harder than the paint underneath. So it's gonna. Um, have less chips, hydrophobic, which means that it beads up like crazy, makes your car super easy to clean, um, and it, it changes the appearance of it. It makes it much shinier. So, does it give it? I imagine it gives it a, almost a depth to the paint itself. Correct? Yeah, it's like you know, if you if you got your car clear coated another time, it would have more depth. To mm -hmm. it. So it's, it's doing that, and the, and the, the prep work involved with it. You know, we, we spent a lot of time polishing the paint so you know even a brand new car has never been polished they don't polish it at the factory so you know we might spend another six eight ten hours on a brand new car polishing it up and getting it the paint as good as it's going to get before we do that so it's, it's yeah it makes a noticeable difference and uh and you can do a combination of both you can put the paint protection film on the paint protection film also has clear coat on it which is kind of cool because like the, the top layer of the film is actually so it acts just the same as the rest of your car. So you can coat the, you, you can put the paint protection film on first and then ceramic coat right over everything and the whole car just gets super easy to take care of. It just looks great. So it's become, you know, it's something that we kind of got into when it was in its infancy, but it's really popular now. Like we're doing a lot of them, so. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's impressive. What, uh, a couple questions for you. Um, what are the, the kind of the prerequisites of the requirements? You would obviously, in order to do the, the ceramic coating, you are looking probably for a, a relatively new vehicle, right? Or one that has near flawless uh, paint to begin with, correct? Uh, yeah, that's the majority of what's coming through is brand new cars. You get, when you buy your car, the first stop should be a shop like ours, where you, you, you get it all done before you get the dings in it, uh, rock chips. But it's not a necessity. We work on plenty of older vehicles too, and mm -hmm. uh, it's just it's it's nicer if you can start with a you know a clean vehicle that sure. doesn't have damage to it. So um, makes sense. And the uh, other follow up question I had too is respectively between the paint protection process for we'll just say an average vehicle, whether it's a sedan or uh, uh, you know a sports coupe as well as with the, the ceramic coating, how many hours would you say, and I, and I know no two cars are alike, but on average do you put into each of those processes? Uh, well, it varies a lot, kind of depending on like, uh, how big the car, how many little pieces of paint protection film we have to put on. Uh, so we did uh, Escalade yesterday, and it had all kinds of little little pieces in the bumper it took a while to do we did uh, a new 9-11 target a day which we can do all Porsches super fast because we do so many of them but we wrapped almost the entire car in like three hours today mm, okay. it was already prepped we'd already polished it and stuff but um, so yeah it varies a lot but um, the, the the longest part of all of it is getting the car polished out you're going to do a ceramic coating we really take our time on that. We'll 
pull an LED light up to each panel, use a couple different, you know, the, the polishing process is going to be different for each car because, you know, if it's more scratched up, you're going to have to start with um, something more aggressive. So it, it could vary. And, you know, we have, you might have two guys spend an entire day on a car that's kind of messed up just to get it polished, to get it ready to do it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, <clears throat> um, and then there's other cars too that are even like, a thing that I, I'm into is working on like 10, 15, 20 year old cars too that are like worth bringing back that they don't mind spending some money on and we'll just, you know, it's, a lot of times it's, it's Porsche 911s because they don't lose their value. Mm-hmm. So guys will say, you know, <clears throat> hey, this car isn't new anymore and I want it to look better. I bought this or I shared it or whatever. We just spend three or four days on it. Well, not all at once, but mm-hmm. uh, fix all the rock chips and then when you're done, you put some film on it so they don't come back and ceramic coated and it's you know that, that's kind of what my favorite thing is to do right now is the, sure the revitalization the new ones, yeah the new ones are all the same that yeah that there's different challenges to the to the older cars and it's, it's sure. fun to it's like a mini restoration you know yeah well it would be rewarding to see after three or four days basically bringing it out of the ashes and, and it looks like it's relatively brand new, even if it is a, a, like a 1985 or whale tail or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fun. That's really cool. We're going to take a brief break. We'll be back in under 40 seconds. Just a reminder to all you cubers, it's not a moment too soon to become a Cars of Carlisle subscriber and accelerate your experience. Leaving a five-star rating on iTunes, posting a review, and sharing Cars or Kalau with friends makes you an integral part of the crew. If you like what you hear, support the cause with a quick click of the PayPal button on the main page of our website, carsofcarlisle.com. So act now, take a look around, and let's hit the fast lane together. Thank you. And we are back in our phone interview with John Rose. John, tell us a little bit about the size of your current organization. Uh, we're still pretty small. It's just there's, there's four of us. There's Emily running the office and uh, Marcus and Mike and myself and mm-hmm. Marcus Mike have both been with me they both left for a while but they both started working for me when they were in high school so and they're in their 30s now so wow. the, uh, it's guys that guys that were really good at detailing and have been able to bring those trades over and, and and bring them into what we're doing now which is great because it's it, kind of need a couple different skill sets to do what we're doing and so it's good that they they knew all that you know the basic stuff on paint and how you fix paint and polish it and buff it and all that so right. uh, good guys to have around good guys to work with yeah well, that's good for you well I know that when I stopped in the other day you were working on uh, one of your own personal vehicles the the Sprinter how did that end up that is uh, I want to tell you about the Sprinter build uh, it's going to be a fun project we have going to the shop. It's a, I just bought a brand new Mercedes Sprinter 4x4 170 EXT. So it's the biggest Sprinter van you can buy. And uh, it's ridiculous. It's huge. It is. <laughs> I was almost and, uh, <laughs> I was overwhelmed when I walked up to it. It's <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be, you know, we've, I bought it through work. We're going to use it as a promotional vehicle. Get some attention, but that whole thing is just like, what is this huge? <laughs> you 
give us vehicles. So, uh, you know, we've already done our work on the exterior because you can't even drive it until you get to film and the coating on. Um, put big tires and wheels on it. We're going to have ladders on the side, but you, you know, we'll do it up with, with vinyl and make sure one knows it's about roads detailing. But, uh, yeah, that's an unusual purchase. I mean, everyone everyone's shooting to get a, a sports car to show up their shop, and I just got this thing with as big as a house. But <laughs> more bang for your buck for advertising. Yes, it is. You've got yeah. square footage all over it. Well, yeah. I think too. Be go ahead. It, 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 I mean, we'll use it for other things too. We'll be able to use like for trade shows, and we do we do some car shows, so it will be handy to use that to work out of it well it'd be um, like a mobile shop and i that's probably a good time to talk a little bit about another pa- one of your passions and that is cycling and the fact that now uh you're coaching cycling and it'll be a good command vehicle for that too right yeah so that that's a big part of the sprinter purchase that is going to be the home base for our uh when we go mountain biking so my, my kids are into mountain biking uh started a mountain bike team this is we're getting ready to start our sixth year that's so uh middle school and high school kids from carlisle and a couple of surrounding uh school districts and uh it's a race team so we're, we, we have like five or six races and we race against all these other school districts in pennsylvania so that's <clears throat> um it's become a very big part of our lives so john is it downhill or cross country or what uh what discipline it's considered cross-country racing. Okay. So, um, you know, all mountain bikes, and it's all dirt courses or grass. There's some dirt, some grass. Um, and just how fast you can get through, it, it, it kind of varies by how old you are, but you're going to race 7 to 20 miles. And uh, mm-hmm. but it's a big, it's, it's big. It's, the league is called Tickle, the Pennsylvania Interscholastic Cycling League. There's, uh, if anyone lives in Pennsylvania, there's, you got kids. The most positive sport I've ever been involved with. Good. Um, and and it's a, it's a national league too. So if you're listening to this podcast in other states, you can look up NICA, NICA, the National Interscholastic Cycling Association, or something. Uh, but there's yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and the sprinter is going to be cool with that because a lot of times when we go to the races, we end up camping out throw all the bikes in there, go out, make things easy on ourselves, and, mm-hmm. and go, go ride. Oh, that's cool. Good for you. Well, I'll be anxious to see the uh, finished project product uh, whenever you get it. I didn't. I saw it with its uh, um, factory wheels and everything, but, man, it, it's going to look really cool when you have it all decked out. I'll have to stop back and see it. But it's a weird project for us because it's, it's way different, but we're doing stuff we don't normally do like we have it's gutted right now but we're putting insulation like whoever insulated a car before so um we wanted to be able to have heat so we go riding in the winter time when you get back it's it's warm in there and, mm-hmm. uh, and solar panels and wiring a bunch of 12 volt stuff in there so it's 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 a learning curve fun it's That's nice fun. to have a shop big enough that you can it in because it wouldn't have made it in my last shop. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah, you're going to have it kitted up just right. Fun. Yeah. Have there been other uh, interesting cars that you've owned or do owned 
uh, do own currently, I should say. I don't have. I, I have kind of a weird group of cars right now. <laughs> I have a hard time getting rid of cars. Like I never want to sell them. I do. You know, obviously we can keep them looking good, and uh, so I have cars still from like I have a '99 Forerunner that we we still drive constantly, and an old uh, 2004. Mini Cooper that are just like a runaround car at the shop. And I was thinking about getting, my kids are 14 and 16, and I don't think it's time to get anything fast right now. They're about to start driving all our cars. Mm-hmm. They're going to drive, picking out which one they're going to drive. So, uh, I did daily drive. I got a Raptor that takes a to drive. Um, but I, I don't have anything crazy, and I think I'll wait a couple of years until sure. uh, I'm not worried about a teenager <laughs> going out in one of them. Remember what I was like when I was sixteen. Well, yeah, I, I I get it, I get it. Well, I know that uh, you like to to give back and to be around other car people and um, car club membership, you know, like local Porsche club, Corvette club, BMW club. Uh, I know that they uh, you've you've had events and it's with the pandemic it's it's curbed a lot of that. But maybe talk a little bit about what you do at those events and the fact that you give some DIY tips to folks so they can try things on their own vehicle when they get back home. Yeah, so that's, a, we moved into a new shop less than two years ago and it's, it's a lot nicer than where we were before. So it's, one of the cool things about it is it's, uh, it's become a place where car clubs are asked if they can have their meetings there. Um, so they, you know, a lot of times they just let them go about their business and then I'll, I'll, show them some of the stuff that we do and but then I always want to I don't want to just promote my business all the time like if you have any detailing questions so um so kind of the gist of that is that there's there's a lot of stuff that a detail shop can do that you can't do just because you don't have the right thing but maybe you just need to buy some of the right chemicals so um so the thing about detail in your car, the wash is way more important than what you think. Um, we spend a ton of time cleaning the car, cleaning the car. You, you want to start with the cleanest example you can. Um, I think a lot of people just think you just buff everything off. You don't, you don't buff the dirt off. You don't buff the tar off. You don't, you just want to get the car down to good, clean paint. So some of the, the chemicals that we use, um, there's a couple that I would never recommend anyone use at home, but degreaser is huge. We use a ton of degreaser um, in the wash, and you degrease your tires, you degrease your wheels, you degrease your wheel wells. It's all this stuff that... Degreaser is like, um, you know, if you wipe your kitchen counters down, if you just did it with a sponge, like, they're still going to be dirty, but if you spray, like, some degreaser or all-purpose cleaner first, mm-hmm. they get clean. So the mm-hmm. degreaser is is the, the chemical, and, and it could just be like simple green. And you know, whatever grease you get, you gotta dilute it. Too strong to just like spray on your wheels and stuff. But so we degrease all that stuff, and generally, if you pressure wash it, it gets clean just from spraying a degreaser on it. But if you don't have a pressure wash, you can use hose and just some brushes and stuff. But um, you know, if your tires are always brown and they never get clean, degrease them and scrub them out a little bit. Uh, bug removers. You know, we have a, if you buy a bug and tar, that product's worthless because 
the you know, a bug is a protein based thing, tar is petroleum based, product cleaning is different, so you should have a specific bug remover and a specific tar remover. Um, so there's cool cool tar removers now that are just plant based. They've always been petroleum based, but every car has tar on the back of it just from driving down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of times in our watch we'll just soak it down with the product. Uh, OptiCode makes a great one that's called tar. You just soak it and it, it kind of melts all the tar off and then you can get it off right in the wash. Um, another huge one that I don't think many people know about is iron oxide removers. So uh, if you're driving down the road and you're on your brakes, you know when you hit your brakes, it's two pieces of metal rubbing together and it makes brake dust. Mm-hmm. And brake dust is just little tiny pieces of metal and it's, your brakes get hot. So that brake dust floats up in the air, lands on your paint, it's hot, so it kind of melts into your paint because <laughs> your paint's kind of like plastic. And then it rusts a little bit and it just locks it in there. So um, you can try to clay it off, but there's a chemical that will take the rust off of there. And then when you wash the car, all that stuff comes out. And that's when we're talking about de- decontaminating the car, we're mostly talking about the iron oxides that are stuck on your car. It's not just from brakes, it can be from where you park, if you live in a, an industrial area, that stuff's just in the air. Mm-hmm. So, um, iron oxide remover is cool. The, the brand that most people know is called Iron X. We use one called Barracks, but wash your car, get it clean, spray that on there. And it's kind of fun to do too, because when you spray it on, when that chemical finds iron oxide, it turns purple. You can see if it's working. Your whole oh, wow. car turns purple, you can be like, oh, it's super contaminated. But, Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I don't think a lot of people know that. It, it's a good wheel cleaner, too, because your wheels are mostly dirty from brake dust, so um, it smells bad, sulfur-based, okay. um, and it's super soapy, so it's kind of hard to, to get it off without a pressure washer, but that's a product that I would uh, recommend everyone looking into, an iron oxide remover. Okay, well, thank you. Great pro tips. I, I, I mean, just I learned a lot just in the last ten minutes about all of that. <laughs> most definitely. Um, and I think most people know this too, but you, your wheels, if you can't clean them with the same stuff you're cleaning the rest of your car with, because if you clean your wheels, all that brake dust gets on your your mitts and your brushes and stuff, and then it just mm-hmm. scratches your car. So mm-hmm. you can either wash your whole car and use the same stuff and then do your wheels last or just have a whole separate like setup for doing your wheels the the brake dust will scratch your car if you do it the other direction makes sense separate bucket separate rags everything I think that keep it all separate yeah yeah or else just do your wheels last and then wash everything Mm -hmm. yeah go the other way you're gonna have problems so that makes sense wow good information well, thank you. Well, I, I want to uh, certainly help put the word out for anyone that, uh, you know, with, with listeners in 48 states and all around the Mid-Atlantic, but I uh, want to give you a chance to let everybody know how they can find more about Rose Detailing and Paint Protection, your website, Facebook page, your business address, anything that you want to share with the listeners, John. I'm going to give, give you the keys. Sure. So, yeah, we're, we're located in Carlisle. We're near the Carlisle Hospital at 1531 Commerce Avenue. Um, 
website's rosedetailing.com, and we're on social media at Rose Detailing, Facebook and Instagram. Um, so you could, you could find us at any of those spots. Excellent. Well, I really appreciate you being on the show tonight. Certainly teaching me and, and our listeners more about how to care for the the four-wheeled vehicles we all love, and uh, there's so much more to it than just uh, getting the garden hose out and rinsing it off. You've you've made that clear, and and on top of that, whether people have a vehicle that, uh, as you said, uh, they've just gotten or have had for 20, 30 years, and they want to bring it back to life, or if it's a brand new car off the lot, and before they go enjoy it, track day or otherwise. Uh, they should look up uh, your business and, and look to see what uh, what they can do to keep it looking great all the time. Yeah, exactly. And we like to just you know, we like to do a lot of stuff in person too. If you got a car you care about, I want to I want to look at it, and talk to you about it too. So just come up with ideas with you. Good, good. Uh, that's that consultation means a lot. It's more than just select from a menu online and call it in. I know that you will take the time to come out out front and see what someone has and, and help them make the right decisions on uh, what, what kind of package and what kind of strategy they want to go with. Well, that's great. On behalf of the entire team at Cars of Carlisle, we hope you enjoyed this week's show and our time spent with special guest John Rose of Rose Detailing and Paint Protection. A big thank you to John for being a friend of the Cars of Carlisle Network. Keep up the fine work you do, John, helping to protect those beautiful cars all around the area. Now, let's downshift to this week's trivia answer. I had asked earlier in the show, what is the range of production years that Ferrari manufactured the V8-powered 308, both the GTB and the GTS? And the answer is the 308 GTB and the 308 GTS. Those production years with Ferrari were from 1975 to 1985. So that's uh, when they came out of Marinello, Italy. What I found interesting, too, in doing some of that research is the fact that um, the 308 is very distinct. Its body was designed by Leonardo Fioravante, who was with Pininfarina. And he, Mr. Uh, Fioravante had been responsible for some of the Ferrari's most celebrated shapes that we know to this day, including the Berlinetta Boxer, the Dino, as well as the Daytona. So that is this week's trivia answer. Well, we've reached the end of the line, folks, and I want to thank you again for being a fan, for being a Cuber, continuing to put the word out, helping support in any way possible, and just being part of this community. thats It's about the friends and the people, and the cars are a bonus along with that. So with that, I just want to remind you all, we can't wait to have you come back next week. Thanks for being a friend of the show, and until next week, it's all about car community and car culture. Drive well, be well, take care.